Hello and welcome back to Eye Care Outreach Moving Through Podcast Series. We are so grateful for your continued support throughout our seasons of ministry. Once again, Pastor Rob Turner, educator and founder of Eye Care Outreach, located in downtown Bridgeport, Connecticut, will ask us to ask ourselves, are our life patterns, our ways of living, our thoughts and actions manifesting the wisdom of God to be fruit bearers of His peace? Let's listen. Hi, I'm Robert Turner. Thank you for joining with us. We are continuing with our Moving Through podcast series on the topic of the harvest of righteousness. In our last message we extracted from James 3.18, today's message is our conclusion exploring further what the Bible says about this topic, and particularly to the point of fruitfulness in our lives. The first mention of the word harvest is found in Genesis 8.22. It is in context God's word to Noah just after they came out of the ark after the flood. God says, From henceforth while the earth remains, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night, shall not cease. The word for harvest used here is the Hebrew word krasiah, which has similarities to the derivatives of the word that indicate taking, plucking, or cutting of fruit. In Genesis 28.3, we find a word regarding fruitfulness. It sounds like a prayer, and it is a prayer, and also a command. This was the prayer, the command of Moses to the people of God. Genesis 28.3 reads, May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and increase your numbers until you become a community of peoples. Do you see that it's a command of God? Yes, fruitfulness is a command of God. And fruitfulness is a sign of life. It is a source of deep satisfaction. It is the fulfillment of purpose, God's purpose. Fruitfulness is what the gardener or farmer expects when they plant a seed, when they grow a vineyard. Their expectation is that the garden will be fruitful, that they will have harvest fruits. Number one, fruitfulness is the natural byproduct of the healthy believer. And it is the result of several important elements at work in the believer. A fully devoted disciple is a fruitful, mature disciple. Fruitfulness is implanted in a believer. A believer that abides in Christ will continue to grow, increase, abound, flourish, and reproduce. So let's explore further some Bible readings on fruitfulness. In Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3, we read, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. That person, the Bible says in verse 3, is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, 
and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Number two, fruitfulness is a source of deep satisfaction. It gives satisfaction. It's an indication that we have gotten things right with God. Well, the signs of our times reveal that many of us are dissatisfied. And it is because we have not gotten things right with God first. Therefore, we are not experiencing restorative fruitfulness in Christ. Number three, fruitfulness brings fulfillment and purpose. You are fulfilled. And it leads to actualization of purpose, the reason why you exist. I'm reminded to what Jesus says in John 15, 8 about bearing fruit. He says, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Number four, fruitfulness brings glory to God. Fruitfulness gives God glory. Fruitfulness shows that we are in partnership with God and it shows we are his disciples. So let's examine the definition of fruitfulness. In the word itself, you see fruitful, which means full of fruits. Contrary to that is fruitlessness, fruit less, less fruit. So one's life can be fruitful or fruitless. When it is fruitless, it means less fruit. When it is fruitful, it is more fruit. So the meaning of fruitfulness is producing fruit, producing in abundance. You know, the world around us is disturbing, filled with chaos, confusion, troubles of all sorts, and emoting false hopes. And for many of us believers or not, we are experiencing the ruminating effects, the hurts, the wounds, the stress of everyday life circumstances, where the fruit, a harvest of peace, appears to be absent. Shall we all ask ourselves, are our life patterns, our ways of living, our thoughts and actions manifesting the wisdom of God in these times to be fruit bearers of his peace? Many of us have turned away to some degree or have a half-hearted commitment to Christ. Thus, we are not bearing any harvest. In our last podcast, we mentioned that James 1.20 informs us that the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Chapter 3, verse 17 says that the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. James goes on to say in verse 18 that the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. We can see the lifestyle that makes one fruitful. Let's go back to the portion 
read in Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. Here we can see the lifestyle of one who is fruitful. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the way of the ungodly, nor abides by the counsel of sinners, nor sits in the company of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by a stream of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves fall not off, and whatsoever he begins, he accomplishes. This lifestyle is one who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, the wicked. He does not walk in their counsel. He does not take them as examples, nor stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. One who doesn't walk in the sinful pattern that is prevalent. They do not sit in the seat of the scornful whose lives are full of mockery. Some people mock people. Oh, we must be very careful of our actions and words. We can easily find ourselves following the patterns of this world order. As I said in our last podcast, we are witnessing so much anger on every front. James 3.18 says, Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. Human anger does not produce God's righteousness, but peacemaking does. This is what Jesus said as well. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Matthew 5, 9. They are called, they are God's sons and daughters because they are acting like their father, producing the type of righteousness of which God is proud. This is different from the anger and struggle of merely human ways of producing what human beings call right. Throughout the Bible, the word harvest carries much spiritual significance. It is used in parables to express spiritual realities like we find in Luke chapter 8 verses 4 through 6. And as a metaphor for spiritual growth and well-being as we find in James 3.18 as well as 2 Corinthians 9.19. The harvest as we all know is a time that the year's work bears fruit for the people's feeding. It has always been an important and beautiful part of life on earth. It is symbolic of health, abundance, and bounty. During biblical times, Israel celebrated the period of harvest with a feast, which was referred as the Feast of Harvest in Exodus 23:16. In the New Testament, we clearly hear Jesus Christ pointing to a harvest waiting to be reaped. We can support this point from Matthew chapter 9, verses 36 to 38, which says that as Jesus Christ traveled, he saw the crowds and he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he says to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest 
to send out laborers into his harvest. Here, Jesus Christ is referring to the many souls needing to be brought to repentance and faith as a large harvest waiting to be reaped. This, then, is a divine calling for us to embrace. You know, the word harvest is a prominent theme across the Old and New Testament. In the New Testament, one of the instances during which Jesus Christ makes use of a metaphor to portray a spiritual harvest is in Samaria. He says in John 4:35, they are ripe for harvest. Christ sees the harvest of souls for the kingdom of God. It is important to understand that a spiritual harvest is a result of God's work in a man or woman's heart. And we must faithfully sow the seed, water it, help the plant to grow, and reap its harvest. Note that the very process of spiritual growth, which leads to maturity, from the renewal of the mind to the recognition of the faith, is one that takes time. It is often a long journey. And the Bible teaches us that the sower, the tender, and the reaper are likely to appear as different people at different times. In 1 Corinthians 3, verses 6 to 9, and John chapter 4, verses 35 through 38. We must respond to our calling to produce fruit, no matter how difficult. The harvest of righteousness for each of us is our conforming to God's will, both in thought and in works. The will of God is the very righteousness of God. That righteousness in a person is the harvest, the fruit, the result of a seed that was sown in peace. You know, Christ desires to reign in and through our lives. That produces a harvest of righteousness. With such a high calling to be like Jesus, put him first. The outcome is life. And the spirit is life through it. May you and I listen with an actionable response to this call to be fruit bearers of Christ's harvest of righteousness. His life matters, and our well-being rests only in Him. Let us pray. Lord, help us to be fruit bearers. May the fruit of your righteousness be sown in peace in our lives. Christ, your life matters. How we live our lives matters to you. Lord, forgive us. Cultivate a new heart in us. Do a new thing that we live boldly, yielding the harvest of your peace, the harvest of your compassion, the harvest of your love, the harvest of your humility. We pray your will be done. Help us to be your peacemaker life givers, the well-being of all human souls rests in you, Lord. In 
Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.